and welcome back to the Powerplay Team Previews, a short series in which a guest and myself are going to look ahead to the 2021 men's road season cycling. Road cycling season. We're doing so many of these, I'm almost getting confused. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm not doing this alone. In this episode, we're going to zoom in on the team's transfers, expectations and results of Team UAE Emirates. And I'm joined by, again, Yuri Einsen. This is the last one that we're doing together uh, of wielerflits.nl. Welcome back, Yuri. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, also this team is uh, is yeah, uh, is one I'm looking forward to for next season. So I'm uh, I'm very happy to uh, to share my uh, yeah, my uh, expectations uh, about this team uh, with you and uh, and all the listeners and viewers of this video. Yeah, it's going to be uh, exciting to team uh, UAE cuz 2021 can it get even better than 2020 you'd almost say no 33 victories they had and obviously there's that one that stands out Tade Pogacar winning the biggest race of all winning the Tour de France uh, already I think cemented himself as one of the best riders in this uh, in the peloton in the world uh, early on in the season he was already up there then with the Tour de France victory They've had some other uh, nice stage wins as well. They had Ulisse in the Giro, they had Philipsen in La Vuelta. Uh, like I said, can it get any better in 2021 for this team? Well, it's quite a hard job. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Pogacar, of course, had a great season after also a very, uh, uh, very impressive first year as a pro uh, in 2019. Well, he... It was the same question for him at the beginning of 2020. Can he even do better? I would have thought, well, that will be a very hard job. But he managed to uh, to do that. Uh, and he is now, in fact, one of the the best riders in the world. Uh, I'm now saying that and, and thinking about, like, okay, in, in 2018, just, just yeah, uh, just a little bit more than two years ago, he wasn't even pro. And now he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really impressive. And... Um, it will be hard for him to to um, yeah to retain his title in the Tour de France, um, but on the other hand, there are a lot of more races where he can show himself, and also the other uh, guys uh, yeah will um, will do their utmost best to uh, yeah to beat the the 2021 or the 2020 season. Um, but on the other hand, you just mentioned Diego Lisi, who was yeah uh, performing at his very best last year. Um, very good results. I think his best year in his career, but he's uh, now uh, out with some um, uh, artillery uh, issues. So, um, yeah, um, they lost maybe uh, an active rider already uh, for the first part of the year. But on the other hand, uh, if we look uh, at the transfers in, in just a few minutes, they didn't really weaken their squad for next year. Uh, no, because there was a really big notable name coming in, which, which we're going to get to. Um, but first, let's have a look at the riders uh, who are going out. Um, let's put them up on the screen. Uh, Sergio Henao, Fabio Aru, Jasper Philipsen, uh, Tom Boli and Edward Ravazzi. I reckon Philipsen is definitely that, uh, that biggest loss. Uh, they're a yep. rider which I, will, I am and was very excited about. Um, I'm actually really happy to see him at the opposite Phoenix next year. Really curious to see how that's going to pin out. Um, but like you said, it, yeah, that's the biggest loss. Are you, do you agree? Yeah, I really agree because uh, Jasper is a, is a is a bright talent, um, um, but wasn't uh, at home at UAE Emirates. Was it was not the best um, place where he could start his uh, his career uh, afterwards. Um, 
but now I'm really happy, like also you said, uh, he's going to Alpecine Fenix and uh, and race alongside uh, Mathieu van der Poel, uh, which I think will be a very good uh, combination. The two of them uh, also all, um, yeah, both pretty fast at uh, at the finish line. And, and for Jasper, um, yeah, that's really a weapon. His sprint, of course, uh, in the classics with with Mathieu van der Poel, who will always attack, and Jasper could sail along with with an. Uh, with a group uh, who's chasing and, and then could save so much energy because they have to get back from the pool. And, and if they succeed, then Jasper can do uh, yeah his, his, his full maximum sprint uh, uh, at the finish line. So, yeah, really good, uh, really good uh, fit with Alpecin Fenix. And uh, definitely for, um, uh, for uh, UAE Emirates, uh, the biggest loss of those five names who are leaving the team. It's almost a bit of an, uh, a bit of an upgrade of the Van Avema Trentin duo that we had at CCC, if you now have Van der Poel and uh, Philips, uh, I'd say. But that yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. um, but like there were some big names coming in, and like you said, that doesn't look like this, the squad is uh, definitely weakened there. On the contrary, uh, we've got Rafael Maika coming in, Matteo Trentin, uh, Ryan Gibbons, Juan Ayuso, and obviously the big, big name that, yeah, just as a sort of as a surprise one came in just in the new year, uh, Mark Hirschi coming in. Yeah, it was uh, like we all uh, also mentioned in the in the preview we did about Team DSM. Uh, is is of course uh, was quite a, or quite it was just a big surprise for the whole world that Hirschi uh, left uh, the team and, and joined. Uh, Joined UAE Emirates. Um, yeah, the biggest of uh, the main reason uh, why he or she decided to do this is uh, yeah he wasn't selected by Team DSM for the Tour de France in 2021, um, which is still something that's inside the team and then not um, yeah uh, uh, well known under a lot of uh, uh, cycling uh, cycling fans that he or she wasn't going to do the tour with uh, Team DSM this year and that was his reason to to yeah look for an other option and then so so uh, money wasn't yeah. the primary factor there money wasn't the primary factor but on the other hand if you see um, or what if you see <laughs> what is said is that uh, he or she will uh, earn uh, 1 million euros per per year and uh, yeah at Team DSM he what i have been told um, he was paid uh, seventy thousand euros in the month, yeah, so small difference. it's like, yeah, it's fourteen or fifteen times uh, uh, more, um, yeah, more money what he gets in uh, in a year. So uh, yeah, but I think he developed in in one of the best riders last year. So uh, yeah, he he earns that value. So I think it's uh, it's yeah pretty logical that he uh, he earns that money now. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Hirschi coming in, uh, but what is his role going to be then at UAE? Is it going to be in that Tour de France if he goes there working for Pogacar? Is there still some freedom? What what do we what can we expect of Hirschi in the outfit of a UAE? I think it's uh, he will definitely work for uh, for Pogacar in the in the in the Tour de France because uh, Pogacar is um, yeah has proven himself as a GC rider. I think Mark Hirschi can also do good GCs in the Grand Tours in the future, but not. Uh, not now and not this year, uh, but on the other hand, in the, in the classics, uh, he won uh, Flash Wallon. He was second in Liège, uh, where Poga, uh, Pogacar was uh, was third. So I think they can uh, can do a great uh, great things together. They are in the classics some sort of uh, uh, yeah uh, riders who are common. Uh, and they have to attack. They 
like to attack. They are attractive uh, riders. So I think that that's uh, that's a very strong combination. Uh, UAE Emirates has there for uh, for for example uh, races like Liège, uh, for Flash Vallon, but also for Lombardia, Classica San Sebastian. Um, yeah. A really good, uh, good combination. That uh, the two young guns who were also pretty good friends with, uh, uh, yeah, Hirschi and, and Pogacar. So I think that will be a very, very, very interesting duo to uh, to perform in uh, in this season. Uh, and talking about duo, uh, talk about duos and riders uh, together uh, who can perform in the same races. If I look now at their classics squad, if we still have a Christoph there, if we st- if we now have Trentin there. Uh, maybe a, a Gaviria if he doesn't go, get COVID for the third time, maybe. But uh, <laughs> but that's also like a in terms of like fast men coming to the line and sort of like those classic type of races. That's also just top class outfit that they've got there. Yeah. So it's it's uh, you asked me uh, at the beginning of this preview fun could they top to twenty twenty? Uh, well, with this roster, I think uh, um, of course it's it's yeah it's a tough job. But on the other hand, with this roster, it is is possible because yeah, like you said, on on all sorts of terrains in the sprints, in the GCs, uh, Grand Tours, classics, Flemish classics, Arden classics, at all races they've got top riders in their uh, in their squad. So. Uh, yeah, it's 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 quite remarkable to see that uh, at every aspect of, of of a cycling season they've got top names in uh, in their squad. So yeah, this will be uh, a team which will rank at the end of the season in top three of the of the UCI team. Uh, uh, what is is there some pressure from that sponsor then as well? What's the expectation from from management or, or from sponsors etc. around that team? Uh, well, um, and do the riders feel that pressure or? Well, I don't think so because, um, of course, uh, uh, there's a lot of money in in this team. Um, the the United Arab uh, uh, Emirates are yeah, uh, they are sponsor of this team, which which obviously got a, mon- a lot of money uh, out of the uh, the oil industry. Um, but on the other hand, it's not like they are uh, showing. Uh, they need to show themselves for their sponsors. It's not like it's, for example. Um, uh, Jumbo Visma have uh, Jumbo is uh, is a supermarket from the Netherlands, and Visma is an is an IT technology company from Norway. They really want to um, uh, yeah gain more uh, media attention for for their companies uh, by sponsoring that team. But in the case of uh, UIA Emirates, it's not the case. Uh, Fly Emirates is the second sponsor, which is obviously one of the biggest. Uh, flying companies, uh, uh, global flying companies. So, yeah, it's not like that they've got the pressure to perform for their sponsors because the sponsors are not really... If if the team doesn't perform well, it doesn't affect the the sponsor. So that's not not really the case, I think. Okay, so that uh, makes it also maybe an attractive destination for young riders because they still have a fair bit of young talent on that roster as well. If I look at like a, a like a Brandon McNulty, uh, and obviously then uh, uh, Pogacar, Mikael Bjerg, um, is there enough room with that talented roster f- for those young riders to come through as well? Uh, what what do you expect there? Do you see expect to see some riders make a leap this season? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so because uh, the the sportive director of this team is uh, is Jokshan Fernandez, uh, well known as Machin on uh, on Twitter, the Spaniard, uh, uh, yeah, scout who was uh, working uh, for uh, Quickstep before, um, yeah, who got all the talents uh, in that team before, but now um, brings all those uh, those bright talents from the under twenty three circuit where he really. Um, yeah, uh, he goes to the to those under 23 races. He has contact with with all those young riders, with with nearly every great talented rider. He has already contacted them in when they were just 17 or 18 years old. He has yeah, uh, really bright uh, bright eye on uh, on collecting uh, great talent. So um, yeah, it's not a surprise that there are so many big talents in this team. And yeah, he he is um, convinced that young riders can already perform at the highest level uh, so they he will for every young talent he will um, yeah, design a path to to perform well so I think all the young riders in this team will have clear goals and uh, yeah all the room to to take their chances so I don't think that's a problem because Machin is very um, young rider minded uh, minded so uh, I don't think that that will be a problem. But on the other hand, yes, there are a few riders who have the same qualities. And yeah, at some point, uh, they will have to choose between uh, two riders, for example, for the GC or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, for now, I don't see that problem in, in 2021. Is, is there one rider on this roster, if you mentioned, like who's going to get his chances, maybe as a more younger rider who could surprise people other than like um, a Pogacar or Hirschi or... Yeah, I, th I think there is. There are uh, three or maybe four young riders. I'm really curious to see what they can do. Um, um, that will be Alessandro Covi, who's uh, who's a really talented guy, but still more an, of an all-rounder. I thought, okay, he could be a good GC rider, but on the other hand, in 2021, he really showed himself in uh, in, in the more classic races, also in the Bing Bang Tour. Um, also, Mikkel Bjerg is, of course, uh, uh, bright talent, great time trialist. Uh, also, uh, yeah, has got potential for uh, for some one-day races because I think with his capabilities, he could do very well at, for example, Paris-Roubaix or, or Gent-Wevergem, that's uh, that sort of races. Uh, then you have Juan Ayuso, who's just 18 years old and will make his pro debut in August. We don't have can expect a lot from him already in, in those last two or three months from the season, but he's also a very, very, very gifted bike rider, can nearly do everything in uh, in cycling, uh, comes from Spain. I've talked with he, uh, with Alberto Contador about him, and he said, yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. And together with, with Carlos Rodriguez from uh, Ineos Grenadiers, those two guys from Spain will be, uh, yeah, will be the... the the future stars of Spanish cycling. Um, but the one name I didn't mention yet, but was also one of those four guys, which I'm really interested to see what they will do, uh, is Andres Camilo Ardila. Um, Colombian rider, co uh, pocket climber, uh, great talent, won the Giro d'Italia under 23 in 2019. Uh, had a really tough job uh, last season to um, yeah, uh, get into racing in Europe. Uh, it was quite hard for him. Uh, he also was overtrained after that Giro in 2019, so he had, um, yeah, he had to to take rest and and 
um, yeah, his approach to the 2019 season was quite a long way because he had to train again, uh, get into that racing rhythm, um, which he really didn't have because of COVID, of course. Um, this winter, he really worked hard on his time trial abilities. And, and what I have heard that uh, his time trial is, uh, is, has improved a lot. Um, and his climbing abilities, uh, yeah, he can do very well. So I'm, I'm really keen to see if he's able to, um, yeah, to, to get to that level that he can uh, do well in the European races. And, and if so, then we've got another great Colombian rider for the future in the legs of Egan Bernal, uh, Miguel Angel Lopez, Nairo Quintana. Uh, this guy can be up with them in the future. So. If I have to pick one name for this year who can, besides Hirschi, uh, Pogacar, uh, McNulty, Gaviria and all the other names, this would be the name I would pick. Andres Camilo Ardila. Andres Camilo Ardila. Remember that name, people. All right. As usual, I'm going to have one question for you to, to wrap it up. Um, Tadej Pogacar is successfully going to defend his Tour de France title this year. Yes or no? No, he is not. I think he... Uh, he will be up there in the podium, but um, I think that Jumbo Visma will have a plan to eliminate Pogacar before the last time trial. Okay, Pogacar won't win uh, the, the yellow jersey this year. We'll, we'll write that down and we'll, we'll get back to you if it does happen <laughs> and if it doesn't happen as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope yeah. there are a lot of points in this previews I could be uh, be counted on under uh, in the last part of the year. So I'm very curious to see if uh, what will happen this season. Yeah, we might have to do like a season wrap up at the end to see uh, look back at all the predictions made and see which ones were true and which ones uh, yeah. weren't, etc. Maybe we maybe we could, uh, we could have a good laugh about uh, some of them at the end of the season. Hopefully not, because that would mean I am right. But hey, but if maybe you, we have to. If you if you don't make the predictions, you can't be wrong either. So it's uh, true that great great to hear. All right, thanks, Yuri, so much for joining me for for this for this preview and also for all the other ones. Uh, one more time, a shout out to Yuri. Uh, people, make sure you give him a follow at Yuri underscore Einsen. And make sure you follow his stuff on wielerflits.nl as well. Uh, I think Netherlands uh, leading cycling medium at the moment. And make sure also, uh, obviously, if you like this content and all the other ones in this series, uh, give it a like, a share, and make sure you subscribe to the channel. So thanks again for watching, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye.